you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. .com. Yeah, she nails it every time, doesn't she? She does it so much better than me. I, I'm, I'm glad we finally retired me after 15 years of singing that line. I, I, uh, I think everyone else is uh, just glad, happy and glad for it. As always, today we bring you the smartest people, folks, the CEOs, the billionaires, the Pulitzer Prize winners, the TV news anchors, the journalists, everybody who's been on the show, White House advisors, astronauts, you name it, and somehow I snuck on the show and took over, so... Uh, it had my name on it, so it seemed like a good idea at the time 15 years ago. But three to four shows a day, 10 to 15 to 20 shows a week. If you're not keeping up and listening to the amazing shows, you are blowing your mind. Uh, I just recently uh, got a mold and mildew uh, expensive uh, uh, filtration, air filtration thing delivered from one of the uh, guys that we interviewed. Every day we have these amazing epiphanies that happen on the show that educate people, change people's lives. And, uh, Ed, you know, like I was like, hey, I'm finding out if I got mildew and mold in my house and I don't want any of that crap going on. So there's all sorts of amazing stuff. And if you're not catching every episode, you are missing out. And I hope you lay awake at night in fear of missing out going, oh, my God, I didn't see the third show. <sighs> I, I, I need to go catch it because if I don't, um, you know. Uh, what can I lose? You know, so quit your job. Make sure you listen to all the shows every day. Uh, it's really important. <laughs> As always, go to goodreads.com for Chess Chris Voss, uh, LinkedIn.com for Chess Chris Voss. Subscribe to the big LinkedIn newsletter. Go to the 130,000 LinkedIn group over there. Go to, uh, I think we did YouTube.com for Chess Chris Voss, goodreads.com for Chess Chris Voss. Chris Voss won the tickety talkity. And we've got a 5,000 member group over on Facebook we're opening up. Uh, and there's a chat over there. So you can do a live chat. You can ask me questions, talk about guests, talk about content, all that sort of fun stuff. If you go to ChrisVossFacebook.com, you can engage in that uh, brainlessness as well. <laughs> Uh, today we have an amazing young gentleman on the show. Uh, he is uh, he runs EliteCEOs.com and some other websites. We're going to be talking today, and what he does. Tanner Chittister is on the show with us today. Uh, there's lots of flipping around and screens going on over here. Uh, he's going to be talking to us about how to be great CEOs and improve the quality of running businesses and companies. He is the founder and CEO of Elite CEOs. He's generated over $70 million in the online coaching world after powerful uh, discovering powerful repeatable strategies, which he used to create his first million in a B2C model. Tanner's success went on to disrupt the coaching industry forever. Upon request, Tanner began business coaching others on the same strategy he used and paving the way for simplicity in a traditionally complex online arena. Tanner's business has organically evolved. Uh, welcome to the show, Tanner. How are you? Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. We're excited to have you as well. Give us all the dot-coms, wherever you want people to find you on the interwebs. Yeah, so I, I think anyone who's listening to the show, if they can just uh, DM me the word 
uh, Chris Voss on Instagram. That'll actually be the best way to connect with me. And I'll know you guys came from there. That'll actually be the best place. DM on the Instagram. What's the Instagram uh, location? Oh, Chittister. Sorry. Yeah. So just my first name, Dot, and then Chittister, my last name. There you go. Uh, and so uh, give us a 30,000 overview of what you do and how you do it, sir. Sure. So uh, I was raised in a super conservative household. I've got six siblings, uh, four sisters, two brothers. And uh, my dad was a teacher. So growing up, we didn't have a ton, uh, but definitely taught me the meaning of hard work. Around, I want to say 12, um, I was bullied a lot as a kid. And I think it was mostly because my sisters were playing, you know, teacup and parties, uh, <laughs> dress up with me. My dad was allowing it. But I got oh, wow. bullied a lot. And around 12, I really started getting into fitness uh, very mm -hmm. heavily. Started going to the gym before school. And I really started that start to pay off in sports. And I took sports very seriously from about 12 to 22. Tried to play in the NFL, did some Division One football. And then when that didn't pan out, I started my online fitness company. Um, I had a mentor. His name is David Fry. He convinced me to drop out of school with a year left. I was an engineer, had perfect grades. Uh, he convinced me to drop out. And I didn't make any money for the next... I want to say three years, but during those three mm. years, I did door-to-door -door sales. I was a server. Um, he taught me everything about websites and marketing and funnels and emails, all those types of things. And then around 25, I started really gaining traction in my online fitness company. Um, wow. That year I did about a million. And then I had a lot of trainers start asking me for help. And, you know, cause a lot of trainers don't make a lot of money. And they said, you know, how'd you build this business online? How are you making so much money? And I, that, took me into consulting. That was never really my strategy. I just mm -hmm. did very well and people started asking me and then that did very well. We, the next year we did 10 million. So that was like the biggest jump I've ever had in a year. And then more people started asking me for consulting. And then that's how Elite CEOs was formed. And now we've been around for about six years. Oh, um, wow. $70 million in sales. We did most of it in about you know, a four-year window and had a team mm -hmm. of about a, at one point. We're a little bit smaller now, but... Yeah, it's been an incredible journey, and that's kind of the long story short of what happened. Nice. And uh, I think you have a book as well that you put out, don't you? Yeah, so it's called Infinite Income, and it actually takes you step-by-step step through that journey. I just described mm -hmm. with all the practical things I did, because I think a lot of books don't have a lot of practicality in them. So it was not only what happened, but what I did and how that looked to get there. Infinite income, the eight-figure formula for your online business. That's pretty yes, awesome. Yeah, there you yes, go. Sir. Came out in uh, January of 2021. So uh, what are you up to now? What is this website, this elite CEOs, and, and how does it work, and what, what's going on with it? Yeah, so it, it organically evolved into what it is today, where essentially we help any business owner that has an online business. So that's from trainers, ad agencies, beauty consultants, had some authors, uh, lots of people in real estate, have some day traders, just anyone who's really trying to grow something profitable online. Um, mm -hmm. I really just take them through the same process as I did that built an eight-figure company. So anything from organic strategies, funnels, marketing, emails, back-end systems, building sales teams, hiring, training. Um, obviously, there's a million things in a business. It's a lot, a lot more complex than when I was in the fitness industry. You know, just here's your diet, here's your training program. But we just basically have a one-to-one -one, uh, program. We have other things as well. But that's the main thing we do is we're just taking business owners that are either beginner level or they're you know maybe doing six, seven figures a year, and they're trying to scale to eight figures. So it's kind of working A to Z on that. Nice. So it sounds like CEOs of any different walk of life, basically. Yeah, as long as it's online. And we obviously okay. still have a 
majority, and I don't want to say majority, but I say about 50% of our clients are still trainers because I just really kind of put my foothold in that industry. But then the other mm-hmm. 50%, I would say, is what I consider general. And general for me is just anything not fitness. So we do we do get quite a bit of people. We've had about 40,000 clients to this point. So we've worked with mm-hmm. kind of feels like a little bit of everybody. That's awesome. And I'm looking across the site. A lot of people are really happy and talking about their different issues. So now you, I think you mentioned they work one-on-one or? Yeah, correct. So when they sign up, they get a one-to-one coach. So they'll get you know unlimited messenger access and Zoom support as needed. Obviously, mm-hmm. we have a curriculum and a Facebook group. We also do in-person events. But I think the biggest mm-hmm. takeaway, at least for me when I was growing my business, is I, I didn't really feel like I progressed until I had that kind of one-to-one mentor or coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as I, you know, I built my business, I basically just did I just showed people exactly what I did and I just saw that people got a lot better results when they had one-to-one. So I've just stuck with it ever since. What do you, what do you feel really holds people back that are uh, trying to hit that next level in online sales and things? Yeah, I always go back to my story. I, I think it's only one of two things uh, that keep people stuck. It's either they don't, they're doing the wrong thing. Right. So that obviously is a problem or they're doing the right thing, but they're doing it improperly. And I think mm-hmm. most people are actually more in that second category where they think the thing they're doing is incorrect. But the reality is they're just not doing it very well. And so I think most people, <clears throat> they just have unrealistic expectations of how fast it should work. So for me, you know, I had a, I had a plus grades. I was a division one athlete. I'd done pretty much excelled in everything I'd ever done in my life. And then when I tried to start a business, my first three years, I made two thousand dollars, which is you know, it's pathetic. (laughs) And, you know, I mean, it it was horrible. And, and I think I almost quit probably five times in those three years. And I always think about that because the difference in income, you know, if we've done 70 million in sales, more than that now, but that's the number that, you know, we publicize versus, you know, if I'm an engineer and I make a hundred thousand dollars a year, I mean, the difference Mm -hmm. is 69.4 million dollars. And so I just think a lot of people, it's, it's that image where, you know, there's the two guys who are kind of chipping away at the rock and there's the gold at the end and one guy finds it and the other guy is just about to hit it and turns around. I think a lot of people are just not persistent enough because if you don't quit, you can't fail. And I just think most people, they're not willing to spend three years making nothing like I was and they want to spend three months. There's obviously more factors, but I think that's one of the biggest ones. Definitely. I mean, it's, 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 it's funny how people will quit before they get to the thing and they don't put in the time or sometimes they, you know, they spend a lot of time just wasting, uh, wasting time on things that don't work. And that's kind of one of the important things about hiring a company like yourself or coaches, et cetera, et cetera, is you can hire people that have knowledge that can get you right to the, the end zone as opposed to, you know, fumbling in the dark for years at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I've done that movie. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we all have. I think we've all done that movie a couple of times. Done that movie in the early '90s, and and back then, you know, they didn't have all the cool online stuff. Back then, about the only business people you could get as mentors were like hire an attorney, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, and they they usually didn't have very good advice either, uh, unless you really hired a high powered one. But usually, they didn't have the t- sort of time for you. Um, so. Uh, Tell us some features and benefits. I see something on the website called, uh, is it uh, Elite 360? Tell us what that is and how it works. Yeah, so that's our backend marketing system um, Mm in-house. And it really just helps them with, you know, workflows, automations, text messages, emails, um, 
you know, contact opportunities, CRM system. It, it really just makes sure that everything's in a kind of neat, neat box, I guess you could say, because a lot of business owners, at least the ones I meet, you know, that are doing anywhere between ten to fifty thousand a month. I mean, they they have no back end. They're not sending emails. They're not calling. They don't have a CRM. They they're not even tracking their clients properly. And so oh, we wow. kind of like we kind of tagline it, you know, business in a box, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, where you know everything they need is in one place. Because I know when I was running my business, you know, when I started, I had click funnels and active campaign and I had pipe drive and I, I must have had six or seven different softwares that I was using. And so what we did is we just built something that all comes in one place and mm-hmm. it makes it easier for our clients. And obviously it's a lot you know easier for us as well to get them results because we're not trying to Zapier uh, everything in one place. So that's kind of <laughs> what that is. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you know, getting leads, uh, doing the follow-up, all that sort of good stuff is really important. Uh, and, you know, having the automation, uh, you know, funnels and and all that stuff going on really helps because otherwise you're just going to spend all day long on your business doing, doing all the things, right? Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Um, so what do you, uh, do you want to tell us some success stories? I see a lot on your website of success stories and testimonials and stuff. Um, what are some, maybe some hard challenges you saw people were able to overcome that they were spinning their wheels on? Yeah. Well, I think probably the early days was, is probably the best place to start. So when I, when I was running my fitness company, I had no intention of, you know, stopping that and moving on to something Mm -hmm. else. And I had a bunch of trainers uh, they were in a similar program to me. So it was for fitness coaches building their businesses. And I really propelled and took off. And I had some of them ask me for help. And I said, hey, that's not really what I do. And I remember distinctly, uh, we'll just call them John and Anna. But it was a couple. It was a fitness couple. And they had already hired a couple coaches. And they had a b- couple bad experiences. And they were pretty much on their last dollar. You know, maybe wow. like ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 left. And um they were begging me to help them. And I said, I mean, guys look like I don't do that. That's not really what I do. I don't really like business coaches or consultants. Like I had a real vendetta uh, for that industry. And I had a list of about, I want to say 10 or 15 people willing to pay me 10 K. And at the time I'm 25, 26. Wow. So I'm seeing dollar signs. And so finally I'm like, all right, you know, I'll help. And yeah, completely changed their business around. They were able to build a seven-figure fitness company. And, you know, I, I think something also important for the audience to know is it's not it's not me. Like, it's it's more of the person than me. I mean, I'm showing them what to mm-hmm. do. But, you know, in, in this industry and in business, I always tell people, you know, hey, you'll get three different people. You know, John's a one, Anna's a five, Tim's a 10. They all get the same information. Two of them love you, one of them doesn't. And the difference usually is just, you know, kind of where they're starting on the ladder. And it doesn't mean I can't help them, but... I think something to point out is, you know, a lot of coaches, they want to take all the good stuff, but then they don't want to own any of the bad stuff. And so I always think it's in the middle where a lot of it was them, but obviously what we taught and yeah, it changed their life and it turned around. And, you know, uh, there's obviously a lot of pressure on me because, you know, I'm their last chance. And I think that's what really got me into business consulting was I spent, um, when I started, I was doing $50,000 a month organically and I was just working 18 hours a day, give or take. And Mm -hmm. I was taking all that extra money hiring coaches to learn paid ads. So Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and I wasn't it wasn't working. And so I was about five coaches deep, fifty thousand dollars out before it wow. started to work. And and I just remember I'm I think I'm a little bit more resilient mentally just because I was mm-hmm. an athlete and I've done some hard stuff. And I just mm-hmm. always remember I would talk to people and typically when they're 
trying a program or they're hiring a coach, sometimes it's their only shot. And if it doesn't mm-hmm. work, they're never going to try again. And so I think that's part of what got me really motivated to win mm-hmm. and to do it was because I saw that it really changed people's life. And, and obviously I love fitness, but I just felt that if I could help people learn how to make more money, it changed their life in a much more impactful way than losing 20 pounds. So that, that was probably one of the best stories, but there's, there's a million of them obviously, but that was probably one of the most influential because I was the one doing the coaching at the time. So like I was doing the sales, the coaching, the marketing, you know, now I have a very large team. Um, but I mean, those are like the days that I won't ever forget because it, it really does change people's lives if they can learn how to like make money and like build a business and they don't have to like want for things that they need. They can get them whenever mm-hmm. they want. There you go. Uh, what do you see? Uh, why is it important to have a lot of these automation tools? And then what's the future you see for AI maybe being a part of, oh, yeah. you know, great marketing question. and stuff. Do you guys delve into that at all yet? Yeah. Great question. Well, I mean the big, big thing for the automations is just making sure you get all the touch points. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think, automations replaces all the manual things you can do, but I do think mm-hmm. it's obviously needed to be there in terms of AI. I'm glad you asked that. Um, I'm very interested in it right now because mm-hmm. one of the things we're looking at and I'm seeing across the board is there's AI for messaging and there's AI for sales calls. Um, the sales calls I do not think are where they need to be yet. I've heard a few, uh, there's mm-hmm. a lot of lag time. I, but I think it'll get here eventually where you might be able to have a robot, have an actual sales call and close a big price deal. I think that would be very interesting for the industry yeah. where we have a bunch of humans talking to robots. Um, I think the more practical application currently is any type of customer support or messaging, right? And in, in online business, at least when you're running your whole company online, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of messaging. There's a lot of DMs. There's a lot of emails. Um, so that's actually something I'm looking into right now, where if I can either build something or build a company around that, that's something I'm very interested in. And the reason is that a lot of the clients I have are typically paying setters two to $4,000 a month, whether they're part-time or full-time. And so the thought process is if I can replace that person with AI and charge maybe a thousand or 1500 a month, um, mm-hmm. that could be big. Um, so, I, you know, th- that's either here nor there. That's, that's a whole nother conversation, but that's probably the most practical thing I've seen. There's obviously a bunch of other things, but yeah, I don't, I don't think AI is going anywhere. I think if anything, it's going to become more prominent. And so it's mm-hmm. learning how to use it effectively versus trying to minimize it or be scared of it. I, I still don't know if it's going to replace every single position some people, I think they got a little trigger happy and they started replacing all their employees. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that at that level, and I don't know if it ever will be, but I definitely think you can use it to your advantage to write better copy, better emails, better messages, mm-hmm. headlines, maybe help edit videos. There's a bunch of uh, applications right now. Yeah, it's getting crazy, man. All the editing that they can do and the copyright sort of stuff. And yeah, yeah the deep fakes too. The, 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 it's getting weird. I just saw, I've been seeing an ad on Facebook, and I brought it up, or I, I can't remember where I saw it. I think it might have been on Facebook, but it was for a it was for a caller dialer telemarketer basically. Mm. And, uh, it was pretty damn good. And I forget the name of the company, but I referred I talked about it on Facebook and I was like, this is anybody seen this thing. This thing's disturbingly good. <laughs> and, um, my friend said, yeah, we're considering using it for our solar sales. And I was like, wow, I, I used to own a big, yeah, dialer telemarketer unit back in the day for our mortgage company and our other interests. And, um, yeah, it was, 
it was a uh, it was a lot of work and it's a lot of bodies and it's a lot of monitoring and it's a lot of costs and geez if you get yeah. computers do the same thing and sell stuff for you holy crap, i think i think the real upside would be you don't have to manage it because that's yeah. really the biggest thing with the sales team it, it's really not hard in my opinion to have a sales team or really even to pay them it's the mm. management it's making sure yeah. that you're squeezing the most juice out of the guys and so if you could potentially have a robot that you don't have to pay and it's constantly on point I think that'd be very valuable. And I don't think it's there yet. I think it's coming, but even with yeah. like a lot of the developers I've talked to and back end guys and front devs, and um, I, I don't think it's quite there yet. Um, yeah. I think it'll get there, but I don't think it's there yet. The cool thing about uh, the cool thing about it is really good at closing and objection handling. Like it was really good at it. Like oh, yeah. it was the, the person like, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. And, and they're like, okay, well, I get it. Uh, but let me ask you a question. And I was just like, holy shit, this thing's slick as shit, man. Uh, you know, most, most uh, it went through about two or three different objections. And I was like, wow. Um, so uh, what are some other things that you see that most people are struggling with nowadays in, in CEOs when you're coaching and stuff? What about mindset or, uh, you know, maybe their goal setting or what, what they think, maybe what their image is of what they think they can achieve as opposed to what they can't? Yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think the biggest thing usually is that they, honestly, I'd say the biggest thing is they don't know how to build teams. So there's uh -huh. one or two bottlenecks I'll see in a business. Yeah, it's one or two bottlenecks. It's either they can't get the 50K a month because they can't figure out the skills, sales, mm. communication, messaging, kind of the basics. Mm -hmm. Once they get to 100K, what you'll notice though is the people who can't get past 100K a month, they can't build teams because to get 100K a month in a high ticket business, you maybe need one coach, a couple setters, you're good. You don't need a very mm -hmm. large team. But to get to multi seven or eight figures, you need a team and building a team is a, it's hard. I mean, you got to find people who you can trust. You got to find people you can train. You got to find people who are self-motivated. You have to, you also have to be able to pay them good money. You know, people want great employees, but they don't want to pay them anything. Yeah. It doesn't you gotta work. Pay them, actually, that's kind of a thing. Yeah. It's a problem. It's a problem for most people. So I think, I think a lot of entrepreneurs are great at doing but they're not mm -hmm. good at teaching. And if you think about it, if your team is going to excel, you have to be a great teacher and a manager. Mm -hmm. And so it's a higher level of skill. And so, you know, all my time now, obviously, is I'm, I'm teaching, I'm managing, I'm training, I'm not doing, I'm, I'm showing others how to do it. And that is a very high level skill because at the end of the day, what you start realizing as a CEO is your job is to assemble the right team. It's not to do the work. It's to assemble the team to do the work for you. Um, but it, it takes a lot of skill and it takes a lot of practice and patience and management and you have to be good with people. And uh, you'll hear some entrepreneurs say, well, I hate people. I'm like, well, I mean, good luck building anything big. Like it's, it's not going to happen. It's, yeah, it's not, it's not going to happen. And, and you know, if you want to be a solopreneur, that's okay. I just, for me, like I've never had a, I don't think, man, since I started, I don't think I've had a team smaller than 60. Wow. And, um, yeah, we were as big as 100 at one time. I think we got a little fat, uh, but you know, it's you got to have a team and you got to have good people and you got to, you know, some people are full-time, some are part-time. People, you know, not everyone wants to be a crazy psycho CEO like I am. Like I'm I'd say I'm pretty like towards the high end of work and like how much <laughs> I want to do, but that's really the biggest issue, Chris, is it's just they don't know how to build teams, so they can't ever scale because they 
they don't know how to hire. They don't know how to train. I mean, some people think hiring someone, you bring them on and then that's it. I'm like, dude, you got to manage them every day. Every day you got to yeah. pour into these people. And uh, I think people get in the mindset that they build these businesses to build money, which we all do. But what I've learned is that when you kind of turn from selfish selfishness to selflessness, and you're mm -hmm. pouring into your team, that's when you'll actually really thrive. Um, yeah. When you're only thinking about you and what you can get out of it, you're going to take those types of actions. And when you're not pouring into other people, your your business will never be as big as it could have been. You've got to have servant leadership. I mean, you really do. And and you, you know, it's it, it's about helping people achieve their goals and and helping your helping them do the business goals, and it, it makes all the difference. You got to be able to provide that leadership. Maybe that's what a lot of people are just not functioning with, or you know, maybe they don't want to scale because they're like, oh, I have to deal with other people, and you know, there's a host of all sorts of you know problems that can come from it. You know, if you don't do it right, you don't hire right. You know. Maybe that's a holdbacker. Maybe people aren't people pierce people are pe people persons. I mean, I was kind of an introvert growing up, but now I'm an extrovert and a big mouth. And and being a CEO just kind of changed me. It's like you have to, you know, you have to sell your employees, you have to sell your investors, your partners, your board. You're you're constantly selling to everybody, and maybe that's just not for everybody, or they don't feel like it is, and they can't they can't make that uh, leap. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I mean, it's just different doing and then managing. And it took me a while too, because I think when you're first building the business, you're so focused on margin. Mm -hmm. And so you're, you're like, okay, I'm going to hire the cheapest person I can find. But when you get to the next level, you realize that by doing that, you're actually making it harder to grow because you're constantly having to babysit. And so what you're looking for mm -hmm. is people who can come in and actually do the task without babysitting. Um, and that's a whole nother skill. And it's also a whole nother pay grade. You know, like people yeah. want these amazing employees, but they don't want to pay them anything. And so there's a balance for sure. But I had to learn that the hard way a few times. There you go. Uh, now, I see something on your website about a guarantee. Is that am I reading that right? Yeah. Yeah. We have a performance guarantee. So uh, typically wow. what I've seen, the hard thing with consulting um, that does drive me a little crazy is mm -hmm. because part of the result is dependent on the individual. It's very hard to use guarantees because if they don't do it. Yeah. They can't get a result, right? And if I have to do it for them, I might as well just run my own business. And so what we have is what we call a performance guarantee, which essentially is just conditional. And it's usually conditional on a certain amount of messages, so like conversations they've had with people, sales calls, mm -hmm. and then them doing a X amount of coaching sessions with our coach. Because what we found is if they're just doing those things, they mm -hmm. will hit the numbers. And if they hit the numbers, they're not going to ask for a refund because they're going to make a ton of money. So we do have that in place. I think we've had a couple uh, but it's very few. I mean, like less than probably on one hand over the last six years. And that's kind of a, like a tip for business owners is like, you want to use guarantees, but typically like use the guarantees that incentivize the actions that will get them the results. Um, and that's the best way to do it because you know, Hey, if they do those things, they're going to get the results. And so it's incentivizing behavior you want them to take. Um, you know, if it was software, it's different where you can just, Hey, you want to cancel any time, but the hard part in consulting is there's so much work and overhead, I would say, with like the fulfillment that mm -hmm. the conditional guarantees are usually like what I prefer. Um, I yeah. think anytime they want to back out is tough because it's like a weight loss journey. Yeah. You know, they, they got to stop eating the food. They got to move. It's it, There's got to be some uh, action on their part. Yeah, they got to do the work. ROI plus a 20% guarantee. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, you got a training portal. 
Uh, you keep daily office hours. Uh, I mean, why is it important to have a coach as opposed to just go reading a book? For those of you know, the, there, there's no context. Um, there's no context. So meaning, you know, if I if I'm reading a book and it says well, how to make a million dollars, and it's like, hey, step one, do this. Step two, do this. Step three, do this. Mm -hmm. That's fine, but there's going to be an issue. And when you have the issue, the book doesn't talk about every single issue, right? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, when I did the call, this happened. The guy said this. What do I say when he says that? The book doesn't, you know, go into that. And so there's a lot of nuance and context that's missing from a book. Um, and that's why it's important because when you have someone who can say, Hey, here's the situation, here's what happened. What do I do? That's what makes you get great results. That's what changes everything. So yeah. that's in my opinion, why it's important. I think as you get higher level, I could take mm -hmm. a book and I can pretty much implement it, uh, without mm -hmm. any, you know, tutoring. Yeah. You kind of know what to do after you've done it. A few right. Times. But it's because I have so much context. So it's like asking an NBA player to do a different type of shot. It's like, okay, so what you do is you run down, take two, you know, dribbles to the right, one to the left. Like they've, they've got a lot of basics. If you gave it to someone who's a brand new beginner, they don't even know what to ask. They don't even know where to start. Overwhelming. It's over. Yeah. And so, I also, also, I can't remember the principle right now, but there's that scientific principle that the more you think, you know, the less you, you know, it's like the yeah. more someone knows the less, you know, the less they actually do or vice versa. So the smartest people I've met who I think are some of the most brilliant people I, I meet, they always, you know, are learning and they're always yeah. like trying to do more. And so I just think there's stuff you can get with coaching that you can't get from a book. I'm not saying books are bad. I love books. But mm -hmm. there's a lot of context missing from those situations, and a lot of people need help with that. Yeah, the if fans are butts. The other great thing uh, I think about a uh, coach is it helps you. It helps you stay. Uh, it gives you an accountability partner. Accountability partners are so important because you need somebody who's kicking in the butt and going, "Hey, man, did you do the thing? Uh, where are you at? You know, uh, are you on? Is your are you on point, or are you screwing around?" You know where are you at, and so they, they really help make sure that you stay on top of what you're doing and get it done. And I think I think accountability is so much important. I mean, that's how I got my book written. I I had accountability team, and we were all kind of writing and competing with each other, and that just helped us. You know that that competition, and then also knowing that somebody the next morning was going to be calling you out, going, "Hey, did you do the thing?" And you're just like, mm -hmm. "Oh yeah, I got some excuse there, buddy." Uh, shape up and ship or ship out, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and I think that that's a big part of, of what coaching does. I don't know. No, I, I mean, I a hundred percent agree, but I think it's, I think it's also just to make sure you're on the straight and narrow. Like the, yeah. the thing that really helped me in my career was I was always the hardest worker in the room and I would do stuff 10 X what they asked. I mean, if they said do five of this, I do 20 or 10 mm -hmm. of this, I do 30. And that was helpful for me because like I spoke to you earlier on the call, there's only one of two things. If you're not getting results, you're either doing the wrong thing or you're doing mm -hmm. it improperly. And I was always scared. I was doing it wrong. Right. Because that to me is the most common. A lot of people want to blame it on what they're doing, but it's really, they're usually doing it incorrectly. And so it was really nice for me to have coaches because even if it was a bad coach, right? People always talk about that, you know, bad coach is like a bad girlfriend, but you learn what not to do. You learn like what you're not looking for. And a lot of people, they underestimate that. They think success is just a linear path. It's not at all. It's like, it's like a freaking roller coaster. And the more you mess up and the more you fail, the sooner you actually get to success because learning what not to do, is just as important as learning what to do. And coaches mm -hmm. just speed that up. 
because when you don't have any, the, the issue by doing stuff yourself is you never know, you know, am I mm -hmm. doing it wrong or is it the wrong path with a coach? If they say, this is the path you find out very quickly if they're right or wrong, it, because you're doing it to your fullest capability and they take that thinking away from you and you're just doing, um, that's at least my experience. And that's why I'm so grateful for. And that's why I keep hiring coaches because that's like, I get the most out of it. That That's really the biggest benefit to me. There you go. There you go. So as we go out, give us your final pitch. Uh, tell people where they can go online and sign up and uh, anything we may have missed. Yeah. So, I mean, guys, like I said, the best place to connect to me is Instagram. I'm the most active there. If you just go to Tanner.Chittister and DM me the word uh, Chris Voss. So I know you came from here. Uh, mm -hmm. We can have a conversation about you know business, life, whatever you need help with. And um, our main website is EliteCOs.com. But uh I, I'm trying to figure out who's coming from the podcast. So if you guys go on Instagram and DM me from there, that'll be probably the best place to connect. Sounds good. We'll put that link on the Chris Voss show uh, for everyone. And uh, it's Chittister at C-H-I-D-E-S-T-E-R, Tanner yes, Chittister. Uh, thank you very much, Tanner, for coming on the show. We really appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate all the questions, Chris. Thanks for having me again. There you go. And thanks to our audience. Uh, be sure to go to goodreads.com, Voss, linkedin.com, Voss, Chris Voss one on the TikTok, and uh, what is it, uh, the new thing, chrisvossfacebook.com. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe. And we'll see you guys next time. And that should have us out, man.